0: Blog Talk Radio. Happy Monday.
1: Hello. The gang's all back today. Yes.
0: I'm feeling much better. No more
1: vomiting on Christie's end. Yes. We have fixed that. We had fixed that. I'd like to say we have crazy stories from this weekend, but Christy has a snake. I do. His name is Fright and He's adorable. It's a snake. Although I'm I, I I'm not a reptile person. Don't like snakes, don't like creepy, crawly things, but it is cute. It's small, it's green, it's staring at us right now as we're doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's cute. And it eats bugs, so.
0: Yeah, I don't have to feed it, like, mice or anything like that, which is a plus, because I'm not good with that.
1: (laughs) I just found a picture on the internet the other day that was, uh, somebody went to go feed their snake a mouse, and the mouse and the snake ended up becoming friends. I said that to you guys, I think. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like five days later, the mouse is just all curled up on the snake, and like they're relaxing. They'll probably eat it one day. I was waiting for it to die. Well, you're not supposed
0: to technically leave live food in with snakes, because if they don't eat it, then the, the mice can attack the snakes and fuck them up. So either you're so su- either you're supposed
1: to watch and make sure that it eats it,
0: or feed it a frozen
1: mouse. But in the wild, they're not eating frozen things. Well, hold on, question. Oh God, I was on the internet doing a little thing. Well. and somebody brought up I was on Reddit. Somebody brought up a very reasonable question. Although, upon further thinking about it the next day. I did come up with my own answer, oh, but I feel like I'm here how come you've never seen hamsters in the wild? Like, where do they live?
0: In Tom Cruise's butt?
1: No, seriously. <laughs> Armageddon. Yes, I got this. But, um, I don't know, maybe we just don't live somewhere where hamsters
0: are in the wild.
1: No, but like you know like, guinea pigs are in South America and they're in the wild. Like you hear about wild guinea pigs. but are hamsters just something that are like strictly bred for pets? I don't know, they're fucking mean. Christy's rat, talking about mean. <laughs> it's a complete side note right now. So every time I come in, usually it's around like dinner time for the cat, so I feed the cat, and then I feel like I gotta feed the other animals. So I go in the fridge, I got some celery, I feed the rat, I feed the guinea pigs some celery come back, the cat's eating, I'll give the guinea pig and the rat more celery, because they ate it, the rat probably hoarded it, but whatever. So I'm just playing with the rat, who likes to climb up on... I like to climb up on the side of the cage. So it's up on the side of the cage, and I go to pet its belly, like it does, and it tries to bite you like it does. So I'm trying to poke its feet, and it's trying to fucking bite me. So I'm poking it on the nose, and it's trying to fucking bite me, and it's like violently gnawing at the metal, trying to get to my finger. It was like it 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 went crazy. It was, it was like, like all over the fucking metal of this thing. She has anger issues. Oh, my God. She ate her sister. She did eat her sister. She did. She's not nice. And people say that rats are really good pets, like really nice pets.
0: Not this one. I had two before her that were, were perfectly pleasant. They were escape artists, but they
1: were perfectly pleasant. Escape artists who the cat didn't chase. The cat just came face to face with and held a chit-chat under the bed. Yeah, I, I woke up
0: one morning. I hear just like random scurrying under my bed. I was like, Jesus Christ. And I saw the rat was not in his
1: cage. So I look
0: under the bed and they're sitting there face to face, like having a little powwow.
1: Because we were talking today after the rat had this like massive, you know, was trying to fucking eat me. I said, What do you think would happen if you put Crispy's cat and the rat in like a duel in the middle of something? And they're, they're how much do you think that rat honestly weighs? ounces. Yeah. A- less than half a pound, if it's even anywhere near half a pound. And Boo's like 15 pounds, and the rat would win. Yeah, I would put my money on the rat. <laughs> Boo would probably just sit there and let it happen.
0: He wouldn't know what to do because he wouldn't be able to run away. You run away with the guinea pig. She's what, maybe? She's a pound, maybe. Yeah. If
1: that. I don't know. I don't know how much fucking guinea pigs weigh. I have no idea. I
0: don't know, but she's got a little bit of a badonka dogs on her.
1: You know what? Hold on. I'm going to Google where hamsters are from. Where do hamsters come from? See, I'm not the only person that has thought of this. Syria. Syria. Hamsters are from Syria. The most common rodent pad, the golden hamster, is native to Syria. At one time, hamsters, hamsters ran amuck in that country. Eventually, farmers grew tired of the critters digging up their root vegetables and trained dogs to hunt them. Others found a profitable trade in hamster fur.
0: You would need a lot of hamsters to get any fur. Yeah, because hamsters get fat, but that's,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Okay, so today, we didn't really have any idea what we were going to talk about today, so we might talk about aliens. We might not talk about aliens. Don't know. I feel like what we do is talk about ghosty stuff.
0: We haven't talked about cryptids in a while. Let's see.
1: I did a little searchy search before this. And this one I thought was funny. I did or Not funny, but interesting. I didn't read the article. But it's a Washington Post article, so I feel like it has to be somewhat legit. And it's from December of last year. And it said the government admits it studies UFOs. So about those Area 51 conspiracy theories. Um, it says, for decades, Americans were told that Area 51... They didn't really exist and that the U.S. government had no official interest in aliens or UFOs. Statements to the contrary, official-sounding people cautioned, were probably the musings of crackpots and tinfoil hats. We should wear tinfoil hats one night. Well, score one for the crackpots. The Pentagon might keep my hair down. The Pentagon <laughs> has officially confirmed that there was, in fact, a $22 million government program to collect and analyze anomalous aerospace threats. Government speak for UFOs. So, uh, I guess it does exist. this. As the Washington Post reported, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, whoa, was a rare instance of continued government investigations into a UFO phenomenon that was the subject of multiple official inquiries in the 1950s and 1960s. For, for a specific segment of the population that doesn't need to Google the terms Paradise Ranch or Cheshire Cat airstrips, it was a eureka moment the first of presumably many alien-related secrets that have slipped out of the clenched jaws of the government. The non-Googlers have it easy, it seems. The admission and the fact that the government spent $22 million on UFO research gives gives any out-there theory a patina of credibility. But what about the rest of us who have not fully jumped onto the tinfoil hat bandwagon? What are we to make of 70 years of bizarre stories centered on a secret government base an hour's drive from the Las Vegas Strip? In 1955, President Eisenhower quote-unquote, approved the addition of the strip of wasteland known by its map designation of Area 51 to the Nevada test site, according to a CIA history of the spy plane classified in 2013. The area was near the Atomic Energy Commission's vast, desolate, proving grounds and was used to test high-altitude U-2 U2 reconnaissance planes. A a parade of top-secret aircraft was tested in the area, according to Reuters, including the A-12 aircraft, a spy plane that flew faster than the speed of sound. Can you imagine being in that? And it's flying faster than the speed of sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the Angler F-117 stealth ground attack jet. But Area 51 quickly became a wireframe for not quite verifiable musings about alien life, secret technology, and supernatural behavior. Gaping holes in out there theories had an easy explanation. The government is working diligently to keep the real story under wraps. The biggest working conspiracy theory is that Area 51 is where the U.S. government stored aliens and spacecraft that crash landed on Earth particularly the unidentified bull debris discovered by William Brazel. Brazel, a farmer, discovered metallic rods, pieces of plastic, and silvery paper scraps in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. He called the sheriff who called the military, who carted the debris off in armored vehicles, but the secret was out and it captured the imagination of the American public. So,
0: if you ever find weird shit like that, don't call the cops, call the news.
1: Yeah, let them get it out there first. Um, The government, the theories go, experimented on the aliens and tried to harness the technology in their ship to manufacture interstellar spacecraft and produce powerful energy weapons. Lab-coded Area 51 scientists also were said to be mulling ways to manipulate or weaponize the weather, travel through time, and teleport. For decades, people reported seeing strange lights in the desert around Area 51, presumably alien aircraft taking off or being tested at the government facility. Adding fuel to the alien theories, Ray Santilli released a video in 1955 that perpetrated to show an alien autopsy after the roswell crash, which they actually have here so i'll post co- it on our uh facebook the crowd that believed something wasn't quite right in area 51 was buoyed by a lawsuit filled by workers at the facility they reported rashes respiratory ailments and other and even deaths related to their jobs of course the alien aspects of those theories have crumbled under decades of scrutiny some have been explained away by declassified documents other theories have been outright fabrication The debris Brazil found on his farm was part of a government cover-up, for example. It just didn't involve aliens. The Air Force claimed it was using high-altitude balloons to try to detect Soviet nuclear tests. The Air Force said as much about 50 years after the debris was found in a 213-page report. Other officials have speculated that the debris came from a crashed nuclear bomber that had broken up over New Mexico. Roswell was, after all, the home of the 509th Composite Group, the atomic weapons unit that bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. We do believe that something did happen in Roswell. One source close to the investigation told the Post, something big. We don't know if it was a plane that crashed with a nuclear device on it or if it was some other experimental situation. But everything we've seen so far points to an attempt on the part of the Air Force to lead anybody that looks at this down another track. Santilli's autopsy footage was easier to debunk. He admitted that it was a fake, though he maintains that it was based on actual footage. And the space around Area 51 was where the United States tested several of its more experimental aircraft as the Cold War raged, adding to its mystery. Incidents such as the crash on Braswell's farm or the sighting of several bright lights were shrouded in secrecy and half excuses that became fodder for people who believe, quote-unquote, the truth is out there. The experimental aircraft may have had something to do with the injuries suffered by the workers. They claimed materials, including anti-radar, anti-radar coating and other classified substances, had been burned at open pits at the base. Filmmakers took notice of the intrigue. Over the past 70 years, Area 51 has been cemented as a popular science fiction trope. Experiments on aliens in their spacecraft was an important plot point in the 1996 summer blockbuster Independence Day. Blah, blah, blah. Super 8 is another one. That's a newer one and it's actually a really good movie. Um, but in the real world, government employees had been poring over their own film captured by fighter pilots of possible UFOs. Chris Mellon, a former deputy assistant secretary of defense for intelligence who once worked for the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, said investigators had interviewed pilots who claimed they saw weird things in the air. Mellon, who now works for UFO Data, a private organization, described one video of an encounter with an unidentified object. It, was, it is white oblong, some 40 feet long and perhaps 12 feet thick. The pilots are astonished to see the object suddenly reorient itself towards the approaching F-A-18. In a series of discrete, tumbling maneuvers that seem to defy the laws of physics, the object takes a position directly behind the approaching F-A-18. Is that how you say that? The pilots capture gun camera footage and infrared imagery of the object. They are outmatched by a technology that they've never seen.
0: And anybody who's driven no planes, F-18s are some of the nastiest fighter jets out there.
1: I, see, see, my question with um, all of this is, how come, like, nothing ever, you know, like, back in the 50s and the 60s, like, when all of this, What's happening? it seems like everybody was seeing uFOs and like all this stuff was happening. Why doesn't that happen anymore? because there's so much shit up there you don't know what the hell's going wrong, but it just kind of makes me like i don't know I, I, I was talking about this on Saturday, and it makes me like think about it because back then nobody could record it, but now they can so like i i i don't I don't know so I mean
0: there could be one point where they know, now we can record them.
1: So let's do this theory. Do you think aliens are here now, we just don't know it?
0: Yes. They're like, the reptilians.
1: I really don't have this reptilian. Do you really think that reptilians exist? Maybe. It is easier to
0: disprove something than it is to prove something. Disprove to me that they don't exist. But they prove to me that
1: they exist. Oh, I have no idea. I just think... No. I I don't believe it. People do not turn into fucking aliens or into fucking reptiles. Absolutely not. I think I I I, but who knows? In theory, I mean if you think that they're out there, they're obviously disguising themselves enough to not make themselves. I do too because I
0: also don't feel like it's gonna be something that looks like E. T. or things from signs. Like it, they could literally just be like microorganisms.
1: Yes, yeah. You know well, what? We do? talked about that too, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be like a humanoid type of figure. Oh, yeah. Life out there could just mean something living. Yeah. Did you see what? We've talked about this before. What was that movie that we watched? Uh, there, there's a life. bunch of them. Life. Watch the movie Life, because I feel like if you're ever to think about aliens or things, that's what I think actually exists. In that.
0: Yeah. Not to that degree, but in that That spectrum spectrum
1: of where it doesn't have the figures of like a human or an animal or something like that, but it grows and it's strong and it like it has survival instinct. Yeah. I think that that happens more. Then what's the other one? I just no, But I, yeah, but I 100% believe that that's, um,
0: that there are aliens, but I don't think that they are like little green men roaming around.
1: But do you think that they exist on earth right now? Yeah. Or that they've been here before. One of the other theories I read was that they've The cat is meowing if you cannot hear him. Was that um, they were here before humans were. And so like us thinking that it was like dinosaurs uh, all that kind of stuff and the earth got wiped out by the asteroid and then you know, evolution, and whatever you believe in. Excuse me. Whatever you believe in, wiped out, people ended up coming, evolution, religion, whatever the fuck you believe in. But then there's people out there that think that the aliens were on Earth way long ago prior to that. They either left or got wiped out, then it turned to the dinosaurs and all that. I think we are just one giant,
0: like, social experiment. I think we're one big science project that is being run from... I don't want to say aliens. Like the aliens are sitting back but, eating some popcorn. And yeah, watching just, just shit like,
1: out. I mean, let's be serious. Trump is president. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that was what the argument was on Saturday. They're like, no, I'm not that I'm saying I agree with it, but they were just like, yeah, Donald Trump is president. You know somebody's fucking with us from above.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, I mean, think
0: about it. Diseases come out of nowhere. You know, granted, things mutate over years and shit. Then you have viruses that come back from, like, the fucking dead. It, it, it's just... But, but t- think about it. Also, you can consider anything that we don't know that's living an alien. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you, you could sit there and find some kind of new microbe and be like, oh, an alien. We don't ever knew about this. Like, I feel like everything is strange until you discover it, analyze it, and figure out what the hell it does.
1: Yeah. How about the theory that aliens are just living in the center of the Earth right now?
0: I was thinking it was sending some pretty um, intense heat. I'm going to go, no, this is not like a land of the lost kind of thing.
1: I have an article somewhere. Let me get rid of where your hamsters live. There you go. Conspiracy theorists convinced that the Earth is hollow and is filled with aliens. I don't believe that one. Hold on. I'm interested in this. This is. If you thought that, quote, unquote, flat Earth theory was the craziest conspiracy you'd hear about all year, think again. Because there's a growing community, and this is an article from the New York Post. There's a growing community of people convinced the Earth is hollow with a race of superior alien humans, Vikings and Nazis living in paradise at the center.
0: Okay, did that sentence just literally say aliens, Vikings, and Nazis? It said,
1: because there's a growing community of people come the earth is hollow with a race of superior, quote-unquote, alien humans, Vikings and Nazis living in paradise at the center. Do people think I'm crazy? Yes, that's, that's exactly what this says. And it says, they even believe that flying saucers and Ignore him. The cat's high because he just ate a bunch of catnip, so he's <laughs> looking for food because I think he has the munchies. Oh, I have fed him already. They even believe that flying saucers and UFOs come from within the interior Earth, sent from the highly evolved tribes to spy on us and prevent nuclear war. Spearheading, spearheading the bizarre movement is Rodney Cluff, author of World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow. He was so confident in the theory that he organized a 2007 voyage to the hollow earth with a plan to set off from Russia on an icebreaker ship to find an opening at the North Pole. The $20,000 per head expedition was canceled, but this is in no way dampened his enthusiasm for the theory that that flies in the face of modern scientific thinking. He told us that the movement has exploded in popularity with thousands subscribing to the idea of an inner sun and earth. More and more people are coming to terms with the fact that the earth is hollow. I get emails from people learning about it every day, Klopp said. It's definitely growing in popularity, certainly not in the millions, but maybe in the thousands. So what does Klopp think of the loony rival theory about that the earth is flat? I don't know how the flat earthers can be so confused, he said. They are obviously wrong. The world is not flat. It is hollow. They reject all the evidence.
0: This is like a debate that would end up in a padded room somewhere.
1: Contrary to flat earthers, the hollow earth movement believes the planet is a sphere or more specifically a donut shape. The theory does not just stop at our earth. The group believes the sun, sun, the moon, sun, stars, and other planets are all hollow bodies. There are thought to be three substantial openings into the inner earth, two near the poles and one in the Himalayas. Cluck believes the shell of the earth is about 800 miles thick from the outside to the inner surface. Spend in the center of that hollow is an interior sun that is divided by day and night sides. Those who claim to have traveled to the inner Earth have described the land as like the Garden of Eden. So there's people out there that think that they've been
0: here. They probably got stoned or took LSD and walked Land of the War. They probably did
1: some peyote and had their little three-day journey.
0: Messed up and smoked weed with Willie again. And
1: Norwegian sailor Olaf Jansen claimed he sailed with his dad through an entrance to the Earth's interior at the North Pole in 1811. He told author Willis George Emerson how they lived in the beautiful paradise for two years. The city of Eden is located in what seems to be a beautiful valley, yet in fact, it is on the loftiest mountain plateau of the inner continent. He claimed the superhumans living there were at least 12 feet tall and never got ill. As the hollow earth theory has grown in popularity, so has speculation about the people apparently living in the center. It's now thought to be home to Nazis who escaped from World War II, the lost Viking colonies of Greenland, and the lost tribes of Israel.
0: So, kind
1: of like a necromancy? Clock, who lives in Utah, says the superior human race living at the center of the Earth consider themselves guardians of the planet. They regularly spy on us using spacecrafts and flying saucers, he said. They, wanted to, they want to keep an eye on us and stop us from starting a nuclear war. The majority of the UFOs actually come from inside of our planet. Diane Robbins, another Hollow Earth theorist, uh, says those living at the center have evolved to be immortal. They are physical humans like we are, but they live in peace, isolation, and seclusion, and through this, they have gained their immortality, she says. The telepathic communicator believes there are a hundred subterranean cities, known as the Agartha Network, at the center of the Hollow Earth. The Hollow Earth theory has its origins in the belief system of ancient Greeks, Tibetan Buddhists, and Christians. In ancient times, the idea of underground realms often became associated with the afterlife. The idea gained traction after 18th century astronomer Edmund Halley argued that unusual compass readings could be explained by the fact that the planet was compressed Apollo hollow shell. He said there were two inner concentric shells and an innermost core. The idea has been rejected by scientific research ever since. the theory reignited in the 1940s when polar explorer Admiral Richard E. Byrd claimed he entered the inner Earth. He also apparently found thriving civilizations on his 1920s trips and was once attacked by flying saucers that burst out of the ocean and wiped out half of his fleet. The insane idea was once again thrust in the spotlight last year when conspiracy theorists claimed pictures proved NASA is hiding a huge hole leading directly to the center of the Earth. Video footage revealed never-before-seen pictures of the alleged hole, which the U.S. government apparently has covered up. YouTube's conspiracy theorist, some guy at uh, Secure Team 10, said every single satellite image that we have of the North Pole shows a massive hole or a black-out hole put there to hide whatever's underneath. Maybe the Earth just has an
0: asshole. Psychologists.
1: Jonathan Young said, if we were to discover the other Earth, the place we have sought, the missing world, it would be profoundly humbling. This would be quite a paradigm shift. History would change in every major way. Don't we have proof of, like, what's in the center of the Earth scientifically? Please look at the look the cat's giving us. The cat is mad. But isn't there proof of, like, the center of the earth and, like, it being I don't know if like, they've ever lava. drove all
0: the way down there, but I, I feel like they have their... It makes sense. I don't know, man. That's a lot. Oh, there's wackos out there. There's people that still think Elvis is alive.
1: Just that think Tupac's alive, but Tupac's alive. Really? <laughs>
0: I'm going to punch you No, I, I, I'm going <laughs> to be the naughty.
1: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, though. No. I've looked into, like, since we started doing this, and, uh, like, I try to do a little research sometimes. I looked a lot into, like, conspiracy theories. I love conspiracy theories. I, I love them, but the problem with them is, is I'll sit there and I'll start out looking up like like I would go on YouTube right now and I would look up this whole hollow earth theory and I would start watching videos on it or oh, start watching shit about the Illuminati. I that know. will suck you right the hell out. But up. that's what I'm saying. That's what the problem with this is and why I think they all have so much of a following because you can sit there and watch it and it they you can know, justify it. Oh you my know. God. Like yeah. that's like what the fuck? Why why don't I believe this kind of a situation. So that's the problem with conspiracy theories. Even flat Earth. You know the earth is not fucking flat, but you could watch a million of those videos and it'll make you doubt yourself. It'll make you go like, well, they are making some point," kind yeah. of thing. So that's the problem with these kind of conspiracy theories. Because you have this one guy, whether he really believes it or he doesn't, he's making thousands of other people believe it. because and that's how cults happen. But that's, it's exactly <laughs> like a cult. It's exactly like, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and doing this. Could you imagine, though, there's like a whole other world in the middle of the earth. The uh, Ice Age, one of the Ice Ages. Don't they fold down a crack into like a whole world? That's... Yeah, drawn of the Dinosaurs. Yeah. She knows the exact Ice Age movie. It's the one where they he finds the wife. The mammoth finds the wife and they have a kid. And
0: the... No, she's already
1: pregnant in that one. Yeah. And
0: that's when Sid has the baby Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm a
1: mama! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they fall. This is essentially what they're saying, except at that time it was, you know, what if? Let's just say the center of the Earth does exist. Could there still be dinosaurs down there? Did they not get wiped out by a giant asteroid that put them into eternal winter? Like, well, a few years back they were taking, um,
0: and here comes my my nerdy side. Mm-hmm mosquitoes that were preserved in amber and they were they said that they were able to extract the dna from the mosquitoes of um mammoths and that they believed that with that they could produce mammoths again could
1: you imagine mammoths again we had to go to the zoo i really want to go to the zoo I know mammoths don't exist at the zoo, but, like, I want to go to <laughs> there the zoo. no fucking mammoths at the zoo. No, but there Where are an elephants, goddammit. To... It, it, we would have to,
0: to go to, like, the Museum of Natural History if you wanted to see mammoths.
1: No, I want to go to the Bronx Zoo. we got to set that up. But anyway, back to the mammoths. Yeah, no, I know. So, so, but that's what I'm saying. If you have this theory that the Earth is hollow and at the center of the Earth are living these quote-unquote aliens and the fucking Nazis and Vikings... Who would it be if Vikings really existed still?
0: Maybe that would just be
1: Valhalla. I don't know. But again, we have the theory that that exists and this place is like the quote-unquote Garden of Eden and is you know, like this whole new land. Who's to say that we don't have dinosaurs down there? Who's to say that they just haven't lived and evolved?
0: Well, who can also say that this all doesn't exist in perhaps a different dimension?
1: Now like, you're bringing in a lot. May,
0: maybe in a different dimension, you're a freak show and I'm the normal one.
1: Hey. Uh,
0: uh, the, I'm just going <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> Side note, Christy had a new bag of hay for the guinea pig and she pulled it out and she was like, look what I got. And I saw it. And I was just like, hey. And for some reason that has tickled her not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> that has pissed her off in some way, shape, or form, as pissed off as the cat is right now at the end of the table. You're
0: <laughs> high. Why are you so cranky?
1: Yeah, the cat is really fucking high. Um, but yeah, that that's... <laughs> Theory had me uh thrown for a little bit of a loop that there's really people out there that
0: believe this, but and you know what I sit there and again, because I like to take a scientific approach to it hmm. if you can't disprove it, I see no reason why I shouldn't at least kind of give it some give it some weight like I would love to for the Jersey devil to be real. I would love for the Jersey Dome. I would love the Sasquatch to be real. I mean, and again, because you cannot disprove it. No, it makes sense. I mean, I get it. It
1: only takes one thing to disprove something,
0: it's a lot harder to prove something
1: exists. Yeah, but you could take one thing to try and disprove something because I'm sure there's so much scientific evidence to, prove, to disprove the fact that the Earth is fucking hollow. Yet people are still going to believe it. Yeah. That's, they get, I'm sure there's scientific evidence about all of this. That's why the paranormal is such a big thing, because there's no, like, hard scientific evidence evidence to prove it. Yeah. There really is no
0: scientific evidence to disprove it, though. Exactly. That's why it's so much fun. I don't know.
1: They just need that one, like, solid piece of evidence which lies in that sign hanging on Chrissy's cabinet and hanging on the window in my room. <laughs> Therein lies your hard-hitting facts. Remember this, all of you out there in podcast land, that if one of us or both of us, because odds are we're going out together. film the least style. Yeah, it's going to die. There are these signs that we have, and that's how you're going to know that it is us. Our tech guy is fully aware of, of yes. this. He knows these signs, and he will come and get these signs. And people will think he's weird when he shows them at both of our houses, and it's like, I have to take these signs. (laughs) They'll be like, I'm sorry for
0: your loss, but I'm just going to take this. (laughs) I'm going to
1: take this little sign. I forget what it says. It says, if you have to ask if it's too early to drink wine, you're an amateur and we can't be friends. So there's that. Let's see. Let's go. We're not morbid or anything. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying it was the joke when we found these little signs.
0: The girl behind the counter was not as amused by this as we were. No,
1: she was not. Most people are not as amused by us as as we were. Let's be serious about this whole situation. We are a lot to handle. Oh, my God. Let's see. Here is six real-life alien conspiracy theories even more believable than fiction. We all know Roswell. You all know Area 51. Project Blue Book? What's that? You have to um,
0: look up The Attack of Los Angeles.
1: Facebook has closed. No, it hasn't. We're good. Um,
0: Battle of Los Angeles. Sorry, Battle of Los Angeles. Isn't that a movie? It, was, it supposedly was a real thing. Okay, let's see. The cat looking himself.
1: The cat is so high. <laughs> okay, the Battle of Los Angeles, also known as the Great Los Angeles Air Raid, is the name given by contemporary sources to the rumored enemy attack and subsequent anti-aircraft artillery barrage, which took place from late February 24th to early February 25th in 1942 over Los Angeles, California. That was mouthful. The incident occurred less than three months after the United States entered World War II as a result of the Japanese Imperial Navy's attack on Pearl Harbor, and one day after the bombardment of Elwood on February 23rd. Initially, the target of the aerial garage was thought to be the attacking force in Japan, but speaking at a press conference shortly after, Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox called the incident a false alarm. Newspapers of the time published a number of reports and speculations of the cover When documenting the incident in 1949, the United States Coast Artillery Association identified a meteorological balloon sent up at 1 a.m. that started all the shooting and concluded that once the firing started, imagination created all kinds of targets in the sky and everyone joined in. In 1983, the U.S. Office of Air Force History attributed the event to a case of war nerves triggered by a lush weather balloon and exacerbated by stray flares and shell bursts from adjoining batteries. You saying that they're saying this is aliens? At some point, they do. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Ufology, uh, which is a legitimate study, like course, like degree you can get is ufology. On my research of this, it's like. Maybe I'll go back to college. Yeah. Um, uh. Good <laughs> And photo published by the Los Angeles Times on February 26, 1942, has been cited by some ufologists and conspiracy theorists as part of evidence of an extraterrestrial visitation. They said that the photo clearly shows searchlights focused on an alien spaceship. However, the photo was heavily modified by a photo retouching prior to publication, a routine practice in graphic arts at the time intended to improve contrast in black and white photos. Los Angeles Times writer Larry Harnich noted that the retouched photo along with the fake newspaper headlines are presented as true historical material in trailers for the film Battle of mm-hmm. Angels. Okay. So they're saying that, I have heard of this before, that the government came out saying that it was like weather balloons and things like that, yeah. but people are saying it was actually UFOs that yeah. started it. This is one of those well-known ones. What was the one that, one time we were talking about the aliens, and I think Dad brought it up, it was something about a ship in the water that like all of a sudden like disappeared. It had something to do with aliens. Crap are listening cuz I haven't gotten any texts so I don't know but if if you are listening what was the thing with the ship in the water and it would or they could, they could like make it disappear i don't know if it had anything to do with aliens but i remember we were talking about aliens and that was talked about like the government found a way to make it invisible or something
0: okay just, nah, I, don't I don't think we've talked about this we had this was a long around. time ago was it on the podcast or just in general it was on the
1: podcast it was on the podcast i'm not crazy
0: yes because, I mean, I, I know that there's plenty of ways that things can avoid radar, but fully like, I'm in the kitchen. Quote invisible? Mm. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Okay, back to uh, let's see, Project Blue Book and the Majestic Twelve. So the government has been relatively transparent with Project Blue Book. It was an endeavor for the U.S. government to catalog and examine every instance of supposed alien attack, vegetation, and spacecraft reported to them. The project spanned years and many incarnations, and its official result was that there existed no substantial evidence that these incidents were the result of alien vegetation that didn't stop conspiracy theorists. In addition to challenging the rigor of the study and some experts on the subject stand by the claim that Blue Book became a distraction and cover-up from the reality of alien visitation, which included a top-secret international squad called Majestic 12 to perpetrate the elaborate smokescreen. Amongst the alleged weaponry of this massive cover-up are disinformation campaigns, character assassination, and elaborate webs of government lies. Another weapon in the cover-up arsenal is the network of supposed men in black here yeah. and back. responsible for doing the actual dirty work. You've seen them in Will Smith movies and on the X-Files, but diehard hard alien conspiracy theorists claim they're everywhere as CIA agents or shape-shifting aliens or even interdimensional beings. Some of them report encounters with these men in black, like the account in the video above. There's a video. Um, And some say they have smashed cameras and bruises to prove it. But why would the government try to cover up alien invasions? Just what are they hiding? What what is happening in this picture? I don't know. Okay, here we go. The reptilians. (laughs) The cover-up might just be so that world leaders can hide their true reptilian nature. Oh, that's what that picture is. What the fuck was That. that?
0: Something might like these being slaughtered in my backyard.
1: It's not a goose. Okay, anyway. The cover-up might just be so that the world leaders can hide their true reptilian nature. Conspiracy theorist and very creative thinker, David Icke is the man primarily responsible for the paranoia about secret shape-shifting reptile-like aliens invading Slitheen style and replacing high-ranking political leaders. There are countless videos and images all over the internet perpetrating to depict these reptilians slipping and revealing their true selves. One of my favorite details about Ike's worldview is that the red is the red dresses. They these are personalityless software constructs of the reptilian invaders installed at high rank to facilitate the aliens' plans. This particular theory is what leads to stunning images like the one above. There's a picture, which reveals a few of the red dresses in their true form. Another proponent of this reptilian invasion worldview recently gained a bit of notoriety when discussing her own version of the conspiracy. Her name is Colleen Thomas, and she wants to warn us all of the impeding shadow government dirty bombing and a draconian reptilian invasion. These reptilian usurpers and shapeshifters are supposed to have been around for millennia, manipulating all of human history for their own gain. But Ike and his reptilian cronies aren't the first to uh, propose alien invasions in ancient history. As long as we're talking about extraterrestrials secretly influencing human history, we have to talk about the ancient astronauts. Eric von Daniken, in his landmark, uh, in his book, uh, poses that the Earth has been the frequent recipient of alien visitors. These visitors have brought with them advanced technologies, some of which helped build the pyramids, the Moe statues on Easter Island, Stonehenge, and more. So that's a big one. The people have been talking about Stonehenge being built by aliens forever and the pyramids.
0: Well, Stonehenge is because when the wind blows in certain ways, it makes, like, these tonal noises that they say aliens.
1: At the same time, you have, I forget what it was, it wasn't Stonehenge or the pyramids, but, like, the corners and the sharpness of these rocks mm-hmm. have stood the test of time. Like, think about how old the pyramids are and how old, like, Stonehenge is. And nothing got weathered. And nothing had been weathered. To okay. that extent. Like, I get
0: sucked into the show Asian Alien. Okay. I don't know if you've ever watched I've it. I've watched it. But. I get sucked in hard with the guy in the hair that looks stoned all the time. But, and again, it's one of those things. Like, they make very valid points about how this stuff was done. Is that a picture of a- Alien with Hitler? Yes.
1: Yeah. Continue your talking and we'll get to that. <laughs> but they
0: they do cover things that make you really think about what is possible or maybe what we think we know that we don't. Because the pyramids were all supposed to be man-made. They didn't have the tools or the technology we have today. How do you, you figure that? Just like Easter Island. But my other thing, too, and it involves Da Vinci because I have a weird obsession with him. They, one, pictures that he drew of aerial views of things is unreal because they didn't have things that went in the sky back then. So how the hell did he pull that one off? But two, if you ever look in some of his paintings, and if I can find the, the painting where it's very obvious, there are what looks like UFOs in some of his paintings, something about maybe approaching the religious one, has them. But if you look at these paintings, there's these things in the sky that are clearly not stars or, you know, the sun. What the hell are they? This one? Yeah. Find, like, the real name of the painting and and look at the... Uh, and Google the image of the actual painting itself. But that has always kind of fascinated me because I, I'm fascinated by things that are out of their, their
1: wheelhouse. I don't know, it's not telling me the name of it. If I can find it, I will post it on our... Uh,
0: but my thing is I would want you to look
1: for, like, the real... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine.
0: ...picture of it. Madonna? Yeah, there you go.
1: No, the Madonna-lita. No, that's not it. I don't know. I I will do a little bit more research when we're not on here. And if I can find it, I will post it. Because I have heard of that
0: one before. But I, I, again, I just, I find it, I don't know if I believe all of it, but I find it so fascinating because no one knows how he got these ideas for technology that were so beyond what that time that time frame was. And it And, you know, like, like Edison and all, and Tesla, that all kind of fell into the progression of, you know, like the Industrial Revolution. Like it all, like, kind of lined up with how things were working. Da Vinci was, like, so beyond his time period. And that's what, what like, fascinates me with him. So where do you
1: think he would have gotten all of that information?
0: Well, there are theories that he was abducted by aliens, and that's how he managed to get these aerial views that he painted, and these, you know, m- m- like mechanized things that he drew that didn't exist. Well, again, nowhere in like the near future of any of that. Makes sense, I guess. But I, I and my whole thing is with him especially I I could not sit here and give you a better theory. And as as crazy as that sounds
1: I couldn't give you a better theory I, either. I, I mean I like how, give how you a at better. that time in at that time how would he have gotten any of that information? Exactly. And that's what gets me.
0: Like I could not sit, I could say I I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Like <laughs> I could not come up with a better fitting explanation of
1: than aliens. I mean, I'm not describing it. I don't, I don't hundred percent believe it, but I, I, no, I, I believe in aliens, but I don't believe in aliens. Like we said before in the aspect of humanoid little green things that run around mumbling. I, I just think that there's life. There has to be life out there outside of us. Oh yeah, there
0: has to be. We can't be the smartest things around.
1: Back to this. Yes, this is a picture of Hitler talking to an alien, and it says esoteric Hitlerism. As with any internet discussion, it all eventually turns to discussion of Nazism, and alien conspiracy theories are no exception Exception, with my favorite of the weird extraterrestrial conspiracy, esoteric Hitlerism. Spearheaded by Miguel Serrano, esoteric Hitlerists believe that the Aryan race is descended from an alien species of the highest order, Finding evidence in the story of the Nephilim in the Bible, Serrano believes that an ancient alien civilization came to earth to enlighten man. They bred with ancient earthlings and the Aryan race are the only race alive that maintains any of the purity in their blood of those lofty ancestors. Serrano taught that the alien gods were hiding in Adolf Hitler in an icy underground fortress with Adolf Hitler in an icy underground fortress from which they will one day emerge with fleets of spacecraft to usher in the fourth Reich. So Hitler, well, still you know, alive. We
0: kind of shot down the third Reich.
1: So, hit what was the third Reich? World well, okay. War Oh, well, yeah. So apparently Hitler's still alive, and he's living in. Uh, he's living in um, an underground fortress with the alien gods. Is he with Elvis and Bigfoot? And Tupac. Mm-hmm. I really think Bigfoot is real. And I you know, I don't know if I think he's real. I think I just want him to be real and in this day and age the fact that there's nothing better than a grainy picture or footage. I mean, come on, people. This is the like this is the era of the iPhone ten that can, you know, do God knows what with a camera and all anybody can freaking get is a grainy picture of a thing going like this. Like
0: Well, again, we've had this conversation. I think it was with Shaggy that it might be an interdimensional. Who might be coming being. back
1: on? He's just trying to figure out his whole work situation.
0: But yeah, that'd be awesome. We haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah, but that it might be like an interdimensional being, and so that it just doesn't like,
1: always live on this plane. Like once, yeah, once you start talking about dimensions, your brain just kind of like implodes, which is crazy. I can't even begin to think about that. Like, could you imagine? Like, we're just in one dimension, and like,
0: what makes you what makes you so sure it couldn't be a real thing? You know
1: what I saw the other day? I thought it was interesting. Like, I don't believe in the whole God and Jesus stuff like that, but they said that what if when you're you die and you see the light, it's really you coming out in the delivery room at the next for your next life. Like, and you never really die; you just keep getting reincarnated in one. I would hope that my next life would be better than this one. What if I was still born. Oh, my (laughs) God. But, no, seriously, like, what if you really never do die, and they said, and that's what deja vu is? That deja vu is really just things that you have done in a past life that are, like, because have you ever had deja vu in, like, the most random situation? Where you're like, I've never been here before. I've never seen these people before. I have no fucking clue what's going on, yet for some reason I feel like I know this exact moment. Yeah, no, I I get that. And I've also heard
0: theories that um, if you have, like, birthmarks, that that could be how you died in, like, a past life. Hmm. I
1: don't really have any birthmarks. Do you have birthmarks? Nothing that would make
0: me feel like I was murdered.
1: Who knows? But, yeah, I read that, and, I, and it was one of those funny memes, like, on the internet, so I just, like, scrolled past it, and I chuckled, but then I really thought about it, and I was like, what if, like, seriously, we have the theory that, like, religion aside, that when you die, it's, your energy never dies, so that, in theory, would be you as a paranormal thing, is because you're still energy, but what if you're not, and that energy just goes into something else. Hopefully another human. I don't want to plop out as a fucking elephant, but you know, that's a violent birth. We have watched that video. Do
0: <laughs> hey, you want to be really
1: disturbed, watch a video of an elephant it's giving just birth. Just YouTube elephant birth. It's horrible. It, or giraffes, because they're both very high off the ground, and they just kind of plop that baby right out. It's just like falls. And hey, that's not the worst part of it. It's no. all the
0: fluid that go she with
1: it. The there's fluids in human
0: birth, too. But not like that.
1: But yes, there's a 450 pound elephant coming out of a thousand pound elephant versus a seven pound baby coming out of a hundred, you know, 75 pound woman. There is going to be different liquid amounts. Let's let's just get that out of the way. (laughs) So, obviously, yes, there's going to be more liquids when an uh, elephant is birthed. It is horrific. It is just on a larger scale. Totally. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just thought It looks was... like one of those rides at
0: the water park where a bucket dumps on you, but it's all, like, goo and blood, and boo, get off
1: of me. Yeah, this, this is where this conversation has gone. This is why everyone always is like, what are you guys talking about tonight? I'm like, I don't know. We have an idea, but God only knows where the road's going to take us. <laughs> it's just going to veer right off towards Alice and Bird and Pletentance. like, oh, my Lord. The snake is judging us hard.
0: He's new. It hasn't he's new
1: moved to the party. Yeah, he is new to this party because it literally has not moved in the 52 minutes that we have been sitting here.
0: Oh, he's cranky. I dragged him out against
1: his will before. Yeah, she did because I wanted to pet him. He did not like her. No, he did not. <laughs> he cowered away at every touch of his belly. <laughs> he wanted nothing to do with me. The cat, on the other hand, has let me pick him up multiple times today, and has been fine. He has not slapped me. Oddly enough, the snake is pretty soft for a snake. is I, have no, I don't know if I've ever really felt a snake prior to that, though. I don't oh, like him. He is cute. I do give you that. His face is adorable.
0: And he's tiny and doesn't eat
1: anything furry. I couldn't feed it something furry. It's, it's, it's shaking frozen. its head at us. Yeah, they're, they're shame. He was just going like this. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Why I, be trusted. I have been adopted into the wrong household. I would like to go back to the pet store. That's why
0: I cannot be left to go to pet stores unsupervised. Not my fault. No
1: nope. guinea pig is my fault. No. Nope.
0: This this one this one's Anthony.
1: <laughs> the guy will take full responsibility for the guinea pig. I threw fit in the middle of the pet store.
0: There were tears involved.
1: They told me they were gonna kill it. <laughs> I'm sure they were not gonna kill it, but it was so cute. I got down on the ground, then I came right over to the cage, and I opened the door, and she walked right... I didn't even pick her up. She walked out onto my hand, walked up me, and just, like, cradled right in by my neck and my shoulder, and I was just like, it's coming home with us. I'm either going to have to explain away why we have another guinea pig, or you're taking it, so...
0: Long story short, it lives on a card
1: table in my living room. She does. She's cute. She's a little bit of a twat to the cat, but she's cute. She doesn't try to fucking bite me like a rat does. She doesn't have explosive diarrhea all over you. No. But she does this weird thing if I'm laying
0: down and she's laying on me. And she likes to do this when it's really hot out. She'll just, like, lay her face
1: on me. The rat or the guinea pig? The guinea pig. She just wants to be close. She wants to be snuggly.
0: And she loves Grandpa Dan.
1: She does. You know what I feel like, though? For some reason, animals always love dudes. Yeah. I have pictures
0: of, to, to prove that. And I don't know no. why. The snake likes me better, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> but, like, I've noticed that. Like, a lot of times when you're there with a dude, or, like, you know, you're somewhere where there is a guy, the animal is always going to like the guy more.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boo loves my dad. Boo loves all the dudes. terrorizes my mother.
1: Yeah, he does. Terrorizes me most of the time, too. And I feed him him every time I'm over here yet. the cat's still an asshole. Blue him. He does. He loves Anthony. Hates me. Actually no, I shouldn't say he hates me anymore because he doesn't. He does not.
0: The snake is leaving. <laughs> snake has
1: had enough of her bullshit. He's like, I I am done. He's like, are you two done yet? I'd like to go to sleep. Are snakes nocturnal or daytime?
0: I don't know. I think I woke him up last night trying to put his other light on he looked at me like, really, woman?
1: (laughs) Oh, God. All right, on that note, we will be back. We will play our goodbye song, and we will be back. On that note, next week is day, right? Yeah, so we will be live next week. Probably not the week after, but we'll see what happens because we might go to, um, we may venture to Jenny Jump uh, Memorial weekend. So if that happens, then, and we're home, we will. Uh... The cat's yelling at Christie. <laughs> she is not feeding him and he is very salty. You've been fed. Um, but yeah, we will be live next monday at 8 p.m and like i said shaggy's trying to work it out right now but his schedule got changed at work and things are happening so he's trying to figure out if he can um come on so if he can he's going to come on because they his group actually just spent um i don't know if it was a weekend or a couple of days in iowa and they did the um, Blisska axmer house and mulvern mansion so i would like to get him on there to talk about that because we were just talking about some of the evidence they got at um Bliska and it sounded pretty cool so hopefully he can try to get on he said if he can't get on he'll maybe see if Hawk can come back on so hopefully one of them will be on at some point because they are awesome yeah and he just dyed his hair so it looks really cool now he's (laughs) the man he is he is the man Um, but yeah anyway we will see you next Monday at 8pm
0: yes ma'am goodbye
1: hold on